When you shop at a Walmart Vision Center, you get it. You know that you'll spend a little less on stylish glasses for the whole family. Welcome to the Vision Center. Let me know if you need help finding the perfect frames. Hey, Mom, you were right. These glasses are cool. Hun, they take our insurance. That means Papa's getting a new pair, too. Whoa, glasses start at just $39. Next stop, groceries. So you can get a little more of what you need. Find a Vision Center near you. Save money, live better. Walmart. Call all hands. Speak to quarters. Stand by this tablet battery. One broadside into it, if you please, Captain Bush. Pointers on target. Lint stop ready. Aye, aye, sir. Ready. Fire. Presenting Michael Redgrave as C.S. Forrester's indomitable man of the sea, Horatio Hornblower. seafaring career, but as I look back now, I can remember none graver than that which faced me as I prepared to sail in my frigate in search of the Natividad. I had captured her before in harbor, by night and by surprise. Now, I must meet her on the open sea, where her enormous superiority in firing force must give her the advantage. That was bad enough. But now I had the additional responsibility of a high-born and influential passenger, Lady Barbara Wellesley. When I returned to the ship after calling on the Viceroy at Panama, I summoned Bush, my first lieutenant, to my cabin. Mr. Bush, where's Lady Barbara? She's on the quarterdeck, sir. I had the carpenter knock up her hammock chair for her. Huh? I had a bit of awning rigged so as to give her some shade. Mr. Bush, the Lydia is a frigate about to go into action, not an Indiaman with nothing to do but pamper passengers. Uh, no, sir. If Lady Wellesley takes advantage of her position and forces me to carry her to England, I cannot refuse. But this is no reason why my ship should be turned into a... a, 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 a boudoir. No, sir. Confound your Bush. Can't you say anything but no, sir? Uh, yes, sir. Uh, uh, forgive me, sir, but uh, it would have been highly dangerous for her ladyship to stay ashore with yellow fever spreading as it is. Mm. So she seeks safety by coming aboard a ship which is about to fight an enemy twice its size. Now, hark ye, Mr. Bush, no good will come of this. 
If we win the battle, we shall be censured for exposing her ladyship to danger. If we lose it, oh, we shall... I cannot be... imagine you losing any battle, sir. Not if it was a whole Spanish fleet instead of just one ship. Yes, when I want your opinion, Mr. Bush, good or otherwise, I will ask for it. How am I going to place my quarter deck with a woman sitting there? thing I've just thought is my, my shower bath under the pump on deck. <laughs> Look, um, have a screen rigged. See that the crew are warned about dress, too. Um... In this heat, most of them work half naked. Aye, aye, sir. She was still on the quarter deck when I went to attend to the business of getting the ship underway. It was infuriating. congratulate you on your amazing seamanship in raising your anchor. Uh, <clears throat> also, you've given me no opportunity to tell you how grateful I am to you for taking me away from Panama. I was treated well enough, but, well, I was in charge of Her Excellency. An admirable woman, but oh, so dull. 
In Spanish America, women are treated like Mohammedans. And Spanish American food. Oh. <laughs> On the latter point, I agree heartily, Your Ladyship. Well, will you not sit down, Captain? Sit down on my own quarterdeck. Thank you, Your Ladyship, but I've never done such a thing in my life. If you'll forgive me, I prefer to stand. I, um, <clears throat> I came to give you good news. Uh, your brother, Sir Arthur, has won a great victory over the French in Portugal. A great victory? Well, that is very good news. I've always been proud of Arthur, and this makes me prouder still. Well, I am happy to be the first to congratulate his sister. Oh, Captain, just look at that setting sun. One almost expects to hear a hiss as it sinks into the sea. Yes, I endeavor never to miss the sunset in these waters, Your Ladyship. It's a, it's a daily miracle. Ah, beautiful. Exquisite. Um, I hope Your Ladyship was well provided for during my absence ashore. If there's anything further that lies within my power... Well, there's just one thing, Captain, that I should like to ask as a favor. What is that? That is that you do not call me Your Ladyship. Call me Lady Barbara, if you will. Certainly, Your uh, uh, Lady Barbara. <clears throat> and if Lady Barbara doesn't come easily to you and you wish to attract my attention, you can always say, uh, <clears throat> Oh, Captain, I'm so sorry. Please accept my apologies. I realize now that to mock you was quite unforgivable. There's nothing to forgive, ma'am. And now, if you will forgive me in your turn, I must attend to my duty. Uh, one moment, please. Captain, I, I know that you've much on your mind. I know that before you sail for home, you must fight the Natividad. Will you tell me, what are your prospects in that battle? Well, the Natividad, ma'am, is a two-decker with 50 guns against my 36. She is commanded by Vice Admiral de Crespo, a ruthless and bloodthirsty man who will never surrender. Whatever his faults, he's no coward. But against his force, I have perhaps a little experience. Capable and loyal officers and... Uh, very well trained crew. And they're English. That counts for much. You may be frank with me, Captain. What will happen if we should lose? If I or my crew are taken alive, we shall be hanged or tortured. El Supremo will show no mercy to us for having turned against him. And you... Yeah, it shall be my last care to see that you do not fall into the hands of De Crespo uh, alive. Thank you, Captain. But you're not to worry about me nor to allow my presence to influence you. Should it come to the worst, I too am English and a Wellesley. I know how to die. Sailors would die young. Well, if you really...
At intervals, as the sea permitted, her lower deck ports were opening like clockwork, and her big 24-pounders were vomiting flame and smoke. Much work this, sir? Yes. Mr. Bush, have the dead carried away from the guns. The crews cannot work properly. The men had better lie on the deck and drag them. It's death to stand in that iron hail. And, uh, Mr. Bush? Hey. I feel the Natividad's superior force is too great for us to continue this close work. We shall have to use cunning if we're to survive. It's a pity, sir, but I'm afraid you're right. Answer the races. Now, Mr. Bush, t- back the main topsail a trifle to take way off us. And let the Natividad get ahead. Aye, aye, sir. Now, tack ship and run across her stern. A broadside, Mr. Jones. Aye, aye, sir. Sir, I can't get enough leverage to sail into the wind. No, it's infuriating, but she's in the same trouble. 
Mr. Bush, the ship which is ready for action again first will win this battle. Aye, aye, sir. I'll get that. Uh, uh, Bush. You're hurt. Aye. It's done, much, sir. A falling block caught in the head. I'll tidy it up for now. Are you all right, sir? Heaven's sake, don't stand there asking questions like a fool. I'm standing, aren't I? Get this deck cleared up so we can move back. Lady Barbara, who gave you permission to come on deck? My orders were for you to stay below. The deck is no place for you. I can see that, Captain. I've no intention of obstructing you. I propose to lock myself in my cabin. <laughs> Your cabin? So yes, please allow us to go to my cabin, sir. <laughs> There's no cabin left for you, ma'am, I regret. Four broadsides of 24 pound shot from the exhibit had passed through your cabin, ma'am. And what is left of it wouldn't shelter a fly. Oh, dear. And we've much to do to make our ship ready to fight again. I. Very well, Captain. But your coat is torn, sir. You are bloody. Can I help you at all? Yes, ma'am. You can help me and all of us by going back to the cables here. I offer my humble apologies, Captain. Mr. Bush, you will no doubt appreciate the situation. Uh, yes, sir. We must bring a jury must and get back into battle as soon as possible. And impress on the men, Mr. Bush, that their lives and liberty depend upon speed. The first ship ready for action is going to win this battle. Composed and conducted by Sidney Torch. Produced by Harry Allen Towers.